0: Welcome in, Pro
2: Wrestling fans. we got another Saturday edition of Busted Open coming your way, podcast edition. I'm Ryan McKinnell, your weekend host. Got Bully Ray along on this Saturday, the Hall of Famer himself to talk about, well, another soon-to-be Hall of Famer. That's right, The Undertaker. Uh, news breaking over the last 24 hours of The Undertaker being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, myself and Billy Ray, take a deep dive into The Undertaker's career and what should happen in about a month when Taker is inducted into the Hall of Fame. And also on this episode of Busted Open, we take a look back to Friday night and Jay White's debut on AE. W. Rampage. I was impressed. Bully Ray? Eh, well, he give his thoughts inside. And it wouldn't be a Saturday edition of Bust It Open if we didn't give you our weekly winner for the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. That's right, Bully Ray on a weekly winner? Oh, yeah. You gotta tune in and check this one out. All you gotta do is sit back, relax, and click play. Let's get it going. Bust Open on Saturday. I mean, the Elimination Chamber is a dangerous match. It's an interesting match. It only comes once a year. Um, we're going to be seeing it here in a few hours. For me, Bully, specifically uh, that uh, that men's uh, Elimination Chamber match with uh, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Riddle, and Austin Theory. That's the match I'm most looking forward to because, dude, it's Brock Lesnar in an Elimination Chamber. Does Brock walk out the WWE champion? Oh, I think so. I think so, Bully. I, I think, you know, it's 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 always hard to beat the Beast Incarnate, right? Whenever that man is on a bill or you're facing, if you're an opponent of his, it's got to be worrisome that, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar is is on the other side of things. And that goes double for a match like the Elimination Chamber for me. Brock
3: has basically said, well, I don't think he's said the word guarantee, but he's basically said yeah. he's walking out of the chamber as the WWE yeah. champion. It's hard to get a yeah. bet against Brock what I'd like to see in this match is a great showing for theory. Him just him being in this match alone is a big deal. So I want to see him walk away with the getting over. Do I think Austin theory goes over? No, but I want to see the WWE make a bigger star out of Austin theory through this match. And, and, and there, and they would say, Hey, Bubba, just putting in this him in this match makes him a bigger star. And they're right. Now let's now let's get him, let's, let's have him have a moment or two with somebody in there.
2: Well, one thing that they've done with Austin Theory, Bully, and I think you would agree with this in terms of the steady progression, they've done a great job of leveling him up step by step by step, right? Like ever since he really paired with with Vince McMahon. And then uh, obviously just look at this Monday. I mean, getting serious screen time with the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar, right? And having his moment with Brock Lesnar, that would probably, I would stand to reason that it's going to continue uh, in just a few hours at Jeddah. I'm with you, Bully. Uh, I'd love to see a great outing, outing from Austin Theory. And I think we will, because I do go back to Monday and him having a showdown on some level with Brock Lesnar. This is clearly somebody that the company thinks highly of, Bully, and Vince McMahon. When we talk about the company, let's be honest. We're talking about one man.
3: I love the kid. Look at him. <laughs> he looks great. He He's trains beautiful. every He's day. beautiful.
2: He, he eats healthy.
3: <laughs> he drinks lots of protein. He trains every day. Oh, wait, did I say, did I say that twice? Yeah, you did, boss. That's because he trains twice a day, just like me. <laughs> so I gotta say
2: it twice a day. <laughs> uh and, and but yeah, no, also
3: that Riddle, Riddle, Riddle's gonna yeah. have a great showing in the chamber. And, and I really I Ryan, like the first maybe month or so. So here is here is here is my uh here's how I felt about Riddle. Uh I loved okay. Riddle and what was he, Oni Lorkin in that cage in NXT. What was what, what was so. his brother's name? That, oh no no no.
2: Uh no, it was um it wasn't only Lorkin, it was uh uh the uh, other tough shit. guy um, with the missing yeah, teeth. Yeah, the the shooter. Yeah, the shooter. Um it was Riddle and why why is his name escaping me? Timothy Thatcher. What, Good what, oh god. Whatever yeah. it was. Tim Thatcher. I'm really
3: not yeah. a f- I was never a fan of their style of wrestling. Riddle and that dude. Uh, man, we got to remember his name. Tim- so we can Timothy pay Thatcher. The- Timothy Thatcher. Thank you. Thank you. We got to pay brother props. So I was never a style of fan of that style, but Riddle and Thatcher made me a fan of that. And then they did that like Thunderdome S cage match or whatever they did in NXT. And I loved it. And then Riddle gets to the main roster. And I was like, Nope, this guy is not resonating with me. And then he started to catch on little by little by little. And Riddle is a classic case of slow and steady wins the race he is getting over getting over getting over little by
2: little each time he's out there to your point i think this is also a testament of riddle being um able to work different styles right because you talk about the thatcher stuff i love that stuff right? Like I love that version of riddle. I loved the version of riddle that we saw in evolve and on the independent circuit as he was coming up. But this version of riddle, this character, I mean, it's a little bit of a stoner, right? Like they're definitely playing on that and having some fun with Randy Orton's relationship. But the fact that he can be comedic, the fact that he f- can be a character, the fact that you can plug him and play him just about anywhere. It brings up, uh, uh, feelings and sort of, uh, emotions of another man we saw on Friday night who had a huge moment in his career. Uh, Sami Zayn, earning the Intercontinental title for the third time with that win over Shinsuke Nakamura and what was a great match. I look at Sami Zayn as a plug-and-play, and you can put him anywhere. You can put him in any role. I, I'm starting to feel that way on some level about Matt Riddle, a uh, uh, bully. And I think, again, you didn't like what you saw from, from NXT with Tim Thatcher, but you see the way he's progressed. You see the evolution of his character. The WWE found a way for you to enjoy Matt Riddle. Did you, did you say that I didn't like him in Thatcher? Yeah, th- that's what you said, right? You didn't really like no, that style. No, I said I wasn't a fan of that style oh, of wrestling. Okay, and they made you a fan. They made
3: me a fan of Got them. you. Okay, okay. So, you know, like, like that, that to me their style of wrestling that they were doing it was almost like it's too much wrestling it's too much catches catch can and holds and reversals and that might be great for for certain certain fans but for me there wasn't enough entertainment involved in it somehow these guys made it so good so believable with the <laughs> little thing, especially with Thatcher Thatcher was doing such yeah. little things that I was like damn that is great psychology. Look at how he holds the foot down while he's doing this to the arm so the guy can't kick him in the head. And when I see that much thought go into something, those little things, it draws me It draws me in more. So a style that I would never pay to see Riddle and Thatcher made me a fan that would pay money to see them wrestle that style. Then Riddle gets to the main roster and his, his, his whole stoner thing, For his quirky personality, I was just like, ah, but it caught. Like when I saw him on the scooter for the first time, I popped. And ever since then, (laughs) you know, his dynamic (laughs) with Randy. So I just wanted to clear that up, that those two guys made me a fan of that
2: style. Yeah, I, I, I like uh, I like your your admission of when I saw the scooter, I popped. Like sometimes, hey man, it's optics. You just know when you see it, you just know it just works. Speak of a just working nation. I appreciate y'all for uh, holding on there and uh, remaining patient. 877 uh, 344 I do want to take some calls because I want to clear out these phone banks and give some other uh, fans and other nation members a chance to chime in. So let's head up to the Great White North. Let's start with Mark in Canada who's got some thoughts on Austin Theory. What's up, Mark? Welcome in on a Saturday.
4: This morning, guys. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, Austin Theory, man,
2: that guy just bleeds charisma. Like you see him and it's yeah. – uh, I don't, he was tailor made for this business, right? You know, and he's uh, good, man. I yeah, I, yeah, he's good. He's good. He, there's definitely a reason Vince McMahon likes him. Unbelievable. Like, a, what I would like to see as a like a fan, I would like to see somewhat like uh, Vince McMahon maybe get involved somewhat tonight in the uh, Elimination Chamber.
3: Probably you not going to see that.
2: Just Probably not going to see that. <laughs> but I mean. Uh, is the 80s and 90s fan that I am you know I, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s and uh, yeah it's it's about time that you got someone that back like
4: this right like he's he's amazing I I can't say enough
3: good things about him He's awesome.
2: All right, Mark. Well, thanks for joining the conversation on a Saturday. And I listen. I don't think uh, you're going to find many detractors in the Austin Theory world. The kid is talented. The kid, he's a man. Uh, the young man is very talented, and uh, he's getting. I mean, this is bully. This is the biggest moment of his career, right? Today in Jeddah, in Saudi Arabia, in this elimination chamber match. He had a pretty big moment
3: like last week when when yeah. uh, when Brock was Germaning him, throwing him all around the ring. And I and I will tell you this: Brock likes Theory. Yeah? Yeah. You know how I know? How do you know? By the way, he was throwing him. Listen, Brock can throw anybody he wants at any given time, and there's not a fucking thing you can do about it. (laughs) Fair enough. And that's a shoot, brother. There's only one person that Brock can't throw at will in the WWE, and that's Shelton Benjamin. So if you go back and you watch the Germans – that Brock was giving theory. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. He could have been dumping him if he wanted. Pay your dues, kid. <laughs> Boom, right on your head. Nope. Nice and easy. And yeah. that's how I know, you know. Listen, Brock's a pro. But if yeah, Brock but... wants to, he's just gonna go back and watch Brock and Cena. Brock just throws Cena around like he's nothing.
2: It's true. It was brutal. Th- he didn't care. That, that Here, additional... You're gonna yeah, get thrown, like... land however you want. You're talking about when he initially came back in what, like 2011, right? Yeah. Gotten those, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm brutal. watching Brock, you know, throw, throw theory the other night, and I'm like, yeah, he likes him. <laughs> he likes him. I like it. Well, let's, uh, let's keep the conversation going. We like the nation most of the time. Let's see what Wes in Jacksonville has got to say here on a Saturday. What's up, Wes? Hey,
4: Wes happy you there? Saturday, guys. Yeah, oh, we happy Saturday, buddy. All I right, we got you.
2: Now yeah, here day.
4: Good to talk to you guys. Good to talk to you again, Bully. Thank you for everything you keep on doing for us and everything that you've done. Um, you guys are nothing but insight, and it's it's like bringing a notebook and a, and a, uh, a pen to the to the class on a Saturday. Um, for one, I love the start time at noon. Man, you can fire up the grill, put the put the burgers, <laughs> put the hot dogs on, watch a little bit of pro wrestling. Um, it, it feels like a Sunday watching some football. I love it. Um, when it comes to uh, Saudi. I I I think it was either it was either Tommy or either Bully said in the past. It's kind of like a a glorified house show, but it's still a spectacle just because of the entire show that they put on. The the entire just the the environment is amazing that they typically put there. And of course, I'm not really expecting too many surprises with WrestleMania right around the corner. I do expect Brock to walk away champion and not only champion but uh have like a title versus title match at Wrestlemania and I'm not sure if they're going to unify them at that point or or whatever they may do but uh, I'm intrigued as you guys have said there's not much when it comes to surprise but it's the spectacle that they're making Elimination Chamber this year and um and just this build up to Wrestlemania is always a special time it's kind of it's kind of like the playoffs uh it's just a build up to the big show
3: Wes, different. let me ask you a question. Is this, for you, is this Saudi show more must-watch than the other Saudi shows?
4: I feel like it is because it's right before WrestleMania, and even though I'm not expecting a surprise, I feel like I have to watch just in case there is. Okay, okay. cool. Uh, but, yeah, stuff, Wes. Uh, keep yeah, keep up the good work. Uh, thank you for all you guys do, and uh, looking forward to having some fun here in an hour and a half.
2: That's right. Fire up the grill, man. It's nine o'clock uh, Pacific, noon Eastern. So, Bully, you folks on the East Coast, you get that, ni- that nice noon start time. I get like the breakfast start time. The sun's just so rising. I'm, like, I'm thinking more like eggs and bacon rather than just bacon and bacon.
3: <laughs> I will eat breakfast every meal of the day.
2: Really, you're about that life, huh? I love
3: breakfast. I love eggs and bacon and sausage and biscuits and gravy and lard. All right, all right.
2: All right. It's too early. It's too early for this shit. You love it, too. You know that. Yeah, you're going to start hearing my stomach instead of hearing my voice, which might not be the worst thing for you in the busted open nation, but bully Ray, listen, we got plenty more to go. We got 90 minutes of pro wrestling talk and probably let's be honest, some food talk coming your way. We're at the halfway mark, plenty more on elimination champ. We're going to continue talking to you nation eight, seven, seven, three, four, four, four,
1: eight, nine, three warmer, sunnier days are calling fuel up for them with factors. No prep, no mess meals, meet your wellness goals in time for summer. Thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options options like calorie smart, protein plus and keto. Factor's fresh never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just 2 minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals.
3: You know, everybody's putting him over on social media and everything like that. You know, and I said, you know what? I should be that one guy who says, no, nope, I don't think he's deserving quite yet. He needs a couple of more matches. Others about. You know, if he didn't lose to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, maybe I would have considered it. <laughs>
2: If he didn't have that tag Stop. match with the Brothers of Destruction versus DX, he really he really took down his legacy with that tag match a couple years ago. You know, he really – yeah, <laughs> the idea that anyone <laughs> would ever try to find a counter to uh, Mark Calloway slash The Undertaker finding his way into the Hall of Fame is absolutely ridiculous. It's In fact, people think so highly of The Undertaker bully that people are actually – and this is something that Dave talked about yesterday with Mark on Friday's show was that they floated the question, the idea that, you know – given his status in the, I mean, the elite among the elite, right? Like Undertaker sits in a pantheon almost unto himself. Should a guy like the Undertaker, a worker, a character, a a, a person, a, a talent like the Undertaker, should he be a solo induction into the WWE Hall of Fame? Meaning bully, should he have the weekend all to himself? Should the Hall of Fame be a complete celebration about the dead man? I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on that.
3: Yes, I agree with that. Me and Dave talked about this probably Two or three months ago, we went when when WrestleMania tickets first went on sale, and what are they going to do, and can they sell out two nights, and what surprises? Uh, I definitely think that this year's entire Hall of Fame induction should be about The Undertaker. I think several people should come up and help induct him. I think they can make it a very entertaining show. Taker can talk forever. I think it sells out the American Airlines Arena on its own. That's how big of a deal The Undertaker being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame is. There it's like how do you pick just one person to induct him? That, yeah. had, that that yeah. I, I mean, Mick Foley, uh, Triple H, Steve Austin, Kane, Vince McMahon. Uh, there are so many people that can do a phenomenal job of inducting him why not we bring everybody up there why don't we bring one of takers uber fans up there to tell everybody what the undertaker meant to them let's do something a little bit different because this character is unlike any other character out there in the world WWE. it's the greatest creation in the history of the wwe and when i say creation remember this is this is from the mind of vince mcmahon Remember the first phone call? Remember when Vince called Mark Calloway for the first time and said, is this The Undertaker? So that was born in the brain of Vince and look at the, what this character has turned into. Uh, n- yep. No place else has that happened. Yes, I understand that Austin evolved out of the ringmaster and slowly became Steve Austin, but it wasn't like an uh, an organic original idea that was put into play from day one and became this larger than life, uh, character in, in pro wrestling.
2: Yeah, no, the the groundwork was also, I mean, we talk about Steve Austin very much laid on on some level in ECW and the way that character, you know, came to fruition, uh, you know, a little bit later in WWF, as you kind of acknowledge through the Ringmaster. But no, to your point, Mark Calloway slash The Undertaker completely, uh, the character of The Undertaker completely, as you said, from the brain of Vince McMahon. And I got to be honest, Bully, when we started this conversation. Uh, I was ready to say I don't want to see The Undertaker be the only individual uh, induction into the Hall of Fame, right? Because what does that say about Heartbreak Kid? What does that say about Steve Austin? What does that say about The Rock? What does that say about everyone who's going to come after? John Cena, Randy Orton, take your pick, right? Everyone else who doesn't get that solo Hall of Fame, it it would feel like, well, what are you saying, right, about The Undertaker? What are you saying about everybody else? But the way you laid it out, and this is really what got me on board with the thinking of, okay, If you were going to do this for one man, The Undertaker, you could certainly do a lot worse because, as you said, the character that was created, the influence that they had, and and this is what really got me. You You were talking about filling the arena. You were talking about selling tickets. I think the best way to sell tickets or to get people invigorated or interested in the Hall of Fame is to do exactly what you said. Center it around this one legend and then do the show. I don't want to be like, too flippant with this right but almost like an episode of busted open right like the way we do this show you like we're we're obviously we're going to be previewing crown jewel as it comes up we have the way that we've we've laid out the show and how we're going to elimination chamber Uh, elimination chamber thank you thank you thank you for correcting me elimination chamber but uh but no yeah the idea right that It's kind of like centered or focused on one thing, and then you bring on interviews to talk about it, or you preview this, or you give picks and predictions. Whatever the case may be, it's clear where you're going. If you did that with The Undertaker, and you made it a night about The Undertaker, did it like a radio show or a podcast where you brought up in this case different guests in this case it would be speakers but you 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 run the gamut i loved your idea about uh bringing on a fan to bring in that different perspective that if you were going to do that that would be a cool celebration of one of the greatest uh talents that this business has ever seen and it would feel special bully it would it would feel outside the norm of what we've co- been accustomed to on a uh, Hall of Fame weekend and also
3: year. Ryan if if i'm a uh... If I'm a potential Hall of Fame candidate and they call me this year to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, I'm going to try to find the best way I can to say no. This year is about The Undertaker and anybody else that's there, it's going to be like, okay, here's your five minutes. Say what you want to say. Get out. (laughs) Next. Say something really quick. Okay. Yeah, that was nice. (laughs) Round of applause. Next. Everybody's waiting on The Undertaker. Everybody. If I would have got the call this year, I'd probably be like, no, thank you. Call me back next year. Because you're going to be outshined, overshadowed the whole nine yards. You're really not going to get your true moment in the spotlight. And it's, you know, the WWE Hall of Fame is a nice moment. You know, it it really is. I, I, I enjoyed the whole Hall of Fame process. Vince let me and Devon do whatever we wanted to do on there. And the stage would having the Hardys and edging and Christian up there, putting the tech, the technical guy through the table. So I think this year, if somebody is inducted, it's like people are going to be like, next, ne-. we're waiting on yeah. the main event. And I don't think that's fair to anybody. And I believe, you know, you talked about Cena and rock and all these other names. Like, do they deserve their own day too? I would say no. Yes we can make an argument for Rocky maybe but I look at taker in a different way than I look at all of these other talents and that's no disrespect to Rocky or when I or Cena yeah. when I hear it for the first time like you just said, I'm immediately like nope nope Taker absolutely there's so much depth and dimension to this man's WWE career. That I think this is more about a celebration of, obviously, his life, his career, the friendships, the ups, the downs, whatever it is. And we. this induction, to me, should be completely different and very special.
2: Well, you bring up a good point as well uh the view and the optics from someone else being inducted on that saturday night or that friday night right because i think it's going to run after smackdown but the, the the point i'm trying to make bully or the point that you did make that i wanted to circle back around to what does that look like for everybody else on the bill what does that look like for everybody else on the card the hall of fame is a big deal to everyone you want your moment um it's going to be really hard to find that moment. To your point, as you said, bully, when the Undertaker slash Mark Calloway is being inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. So I, I like the way the lens that you look through that, as being a Hall of Famer yourself, what that would look like if you were put on a bill, essentially with with the Undertaker. It you know it, it does take a little bit of the shine away.
3: I, I mean, I mean, who else? Who else do you put in this yeah. year? I mean, do you put in another big name like him? Do you put in smaller names? To me, it's a lose-lose no matter which way you go. I yeah. think he's the only person. Do you, as a as as a paying customer, uh-huh. would you pay to be in Texas at the American Airlines Arena for the Undertaker's induction?
2: Oh, absolutely. That's history.
3: And what if he was the only one being inducted? Would you still pay your money for it?
2: yeah absolutely depending on what the WWE would promise me but you know if they were to do it solo and they were to put him at the top of the bill and have him be the only inductee you know you'd be watching something special no one's ever done they've never done it before I I think this
3: is also a good question for the nation if they want to chime in on the old Twitter machine uh, or if they want to call in like would you rather see the Undertaker inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame on his own or would you like to see other people
0: inducted on the same night Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy, And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner.
2: Ooh, yes, yes, we are here on a Saturday. I'm Ryan. That is Bully. It is weekly winter time here to start our three. Our guy, Shofi. He had this to say, just tweeting us, getting ready for the greatest weekly winner segment of all time. A lot of excitement for this weekly winner, Bully. I am hoping and praying you pick Dynamite just so I can laugh at all the marks. We start on Monday, Monday Night Raw. Obviously we got Tuesday with NXT with Vengeance Day, which was a great show. Wednesday's Dynamite was awesome, Bully. Thursday, Impact heading into No Surrender, and we've also got uh smackdown and rampage rampage a really really solid one hour professional wrestling show as well but bully only one can be the winner as we like to say here on a saturday if you ain't first your last bully ray so weekly winter time We can start on a monday if you want you can run down the show of what you liked what you didn't like but uh, yeah i'm very curious as to who your best show uh was in the week of professional wrestling bully ray who everybody's waiting <laughs> Who is Billy gonna pick you love you love the anticipation right in his first <laughs> weekly
3: winner i can just feel the fans right now i can feel the nation wwe fans are just sitting there like oh my god bully please pick a wwe show aew fans are like he's not gonna pick aew
1: but we hope he does but i know but I know, I,
2: listen, I just said I did the show with you after All Out on that Monday. I know how stoked you were for that show. I know how honest you are. I know how much you love great professional wrestling, which is why I know you've got to pick Wednesday night. It's got to be dynamite for you for the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling, Bully right.
3: Listen, I could very easily sit here and piss everybody off and not pick <laughs> what you want me to pick. Nor would I ever pick what you wanted me to pick. And I do appreciate you acknowledging my honesty because, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, what's crazy, Ryan. One of the biggest, and I don't even know how this misconception has been created, is people who tell me, well, Bully doesn't like AEW. That couldn't be yeah, any it. farther from the truth. I know. If anybody understands what AEW is all about, and what they're trying to accomplish, it's a guy like me or a guy like Tommy who have been in a company like AEW from day one and understand what what the goal is, what the focus is. Obviously, AEW has a gazillion more dollars than uh, ECW ever had, but it's not about the money. It's about um, trying to offer wrestling fans an alternative, something different, something fun. I think Raw was a great show. Because of the in-ring product. The in-ring product on Monday Night Raw has uh, been really good lately. Well-wrestled matches, psychologically sound matches that are very hard to dissect. Things make sense on Monday Night Raw when it comes to wrestling.
2: Yeah, for the first time, for the first time, bully, and I want to say quite some time, but for the first time in a little while, also having the star power of a Brock Lesnar show up on Monday doesn't hurt as well in terms of getting eyes uh, on the product. And then, yes, in terms of in-ring, Monday has definitely stepped it up. I completely uh, agree.
3: But when it comes to watching a show and having fun watching a show, I will always try to let the fan in me. Trump, the wrestler and businessman in me, because I have to be also okay. try to watch it through the fans, all of our fans' eyes. What was the most entertaining? Which, which, which was an easier watch? Which was more fun? And I have been saying from day one that when it comes to fun, AEW is the most fun company out there. Do I agree with the psychology all the times? Absolutely not. Do I see a lot of things that are wrong there? Absolutely. Do I see screws that need to be tightened? Absolutely, and I give a fair assessment of that every time I'm on in a in a uh, a, 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 a very honest way. But it's a fun yep. show. It's sometimes it's a giant car crash that doesn't make sense, but it's a fun show. This week, my weekly winner is dynamite.
2: Ah ha 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 ha! Fuck you! Not you, Bully Ray, but to everybody else that chimes in every single week with all your tweets like, oh, big surprise, Mark Henry's on the payroll, he's an AEW. No, the best show consistently every single week is AEW Dynamite. And I, listen... Bully, I said it on Twitter, I say it here on Saturday, there are means there are people out there that can book a better show, there are people out there that Vince McMahon has the ability, the roster the money, the means, the the, the experience to book a better show but from top to bottom right now, especially Bully, when you talk about what we saw on Saturday, or excuse me on Wednesday, today is Saturday, Ryan, get it together, but when you talk about Dynamite just that first hour alone the in-ring, the showdown between CM Punk and MJF and then the dog collar match that was announced and then you go into danielson and moriarty which was just an absolute clinic in terms of in-ring mastery right and then the face of the revolution qualifying match uh ward max caster um santana and ortiz taking on jericho and hager that whole show was a banger from top to bottom and again not to say that you can't nitpick screw titan whatever word you want to use but in terms of front to back top to bottom i, I don't know again how you wouldn't pick dynamite as the most enjoyable best show of the week bully you
3: said it was
2: booked better i'm not looking at either
3: one of these shows from a booking point of view i'm looking at it from the fun factor point of view i I keep going back to this very simple word f-u-n which is a more fun watch dynamite as as i've been saying from day one is a very fun show do they try to stuff 10 pounds of shit into a five-pound bag sometimes? Absolutely. Do they have segments that are <laughs> as cringe at times as the women's uh, t- t- contract signing on on, um, on Raw? <laughs> yes. Uh, on SmackDown, I'm sorry. Yes, they do.
2: SmackDown, but yeah. No, when it comes
3: to an overall just fun show that's, where those two hours fly by, Yes it's probably the most fun show out there. I was I always said NXT black and gold was the best pro wrestling show out there, but AEW Dynamite was yeah. the most fun wrestling show. And I think this week that you know th- th- that resonated with me. Uh th- that's this week. Next week I could piss, pick something totally different and li- like like I said, people need to listen to what I say about AEW and not be so ignorant or have their hands over their ears. Listen, comprehend. There's no reason for me to come on busted open and bury any company. And there's no reason for me to come on busted open and put over any company to the moon. I give honest feedback. I never say, and you know what, Ryan, you'll never hear me say something sucks unless I have an idea that could have made it better because me just saying, Oh, that sucked. Okay. Okay. Mr. Smarty pants. If it sucks so bad, what would you have done? Well, here's what I would have done. And let's just say something sucked and I don't have a constructive way to have made it better. I probably won't mention it at all, but yeah, especially this week with the, you know, with uh, Danielson and Moriarty, the MJF yeah. and punk segment, uh, You know, Guevara and Darby, even though the finish was a little wonk, whatever, it was definitely the most fun show.
2: Yeah, and listen, you talk about the, that main event between Darby Allin and and Sammy Guevara, uh, Bully Dynamite. Again, the first hour I thought was awesome. Oh, and we also had an appearance from Martin Cove slash John Crease, Mister Cobra Kai himself. It just in terms of fun. Oh, we didn't even mention uh, Thunder Rosa and uh, Mercedes Martinez, which was a was a was another good match as well. It just top to bottom, front to back, Bully. It was uh it was just a really enjoyable pro wrestling show. And you know what? It, you brought up NXT, and I'm glad you did because about a year, a year and a half ago, it felt like NXT and Dynamite were going back and forth for weekly winner on a on a semi regular basis because of the product that that NXT was bringing. Bully. Uh, in the recent months, I feel like NXT has really fallen off, and and I get that that would happen with all the changes that there ha- that that have been going on with NXT and and the, and the you know some of the obviously the the firings that have happened in WWE. But when you look at what NXT was able to to do with vengeance day, I thought this was the closest they've gotten in terms of you know getting in that that upper echelon for, for weekly winner. I thought NXT was, and we don't do second place, but I'm just saying it's as close as it's been in quite some time. That Tuesday show they put on was awesome, bully.
3: Uh, I enjoyed it every single week. Uh, I want to ask you a question about AEW, might open up a different uh discussion here, okay? Um, so Last week AEW announced a big surprise. They've been they've been promoting it, promoting it, promoting it. We got Keith Lee, right? Yep. It you saw the numbers go up. I think uh Dynamite did a 1.13. We're not here to dissect ratings, but what I hate is when the rating is good, everybody screams at the top of their lungs and touts it. But if the rating is not so good, there's always a shit ton of excuses. The rating is the rating. It's the whether it's a um, uh, an outdated system or whatever, it still is what it is in wrestling. And we talk about wrestling ratings more than we talk about any other show's ratings. If you do a 1.13 with a giant surprise, and then you do 860 some odd that they did this week with no surprise, but a superior show to the surprise show. Do you think there's a problem? Well,
2: I get what you're saying. Um, I think I think it's still too early. I'm going to take. A, uh, let me back experiment. up a second. Right. I'm not. I'm not. Two let me get it. rid of the word okay. problem. Let me get rid of the word problem.
3: Let me substitute okay. it with concern.
2: Definitely. Yes. I think there's definitely a concern because numbers do matter. Now, do they as matter? Does does a TV metric, uh, rating, a Nielsen rating matter as much as it did in 1997, 98? No, the landscape is changing, but it is still a metric, and it should still be uh, paid attention to on some level. So I like your your correction there, from problem to concern. Yes, I think on some level it is a concern, but again, we're two years into this AEW uh, birth/slash experiment. Uh, I think we've we've got to give at least I. Think feel that way. We give some leeway. We give some time to iron things out and for the, some ways to things uh, to play out to before we, I guess, raise any red flags, Bully. But I mean, that's kind of also what the professional wrestling world does, right? We, we Marks love to raise red flags, Bully, right? <laughs> Sometimes to, even if they're not there.
3: To, to me, you're going to eventually burn yourself out on surprises and gimmick yeah. matches and all these things. And I think last week was you know, uh, an indication of what I'm talking about right now, this week's um, dynamite was a far superior Uh in my opinion, all around than last week's when we saw Keith Lee debut in AEW. But the number last week was a 1.1. And the number this week was at 860, whatever it was. So it's like, do, are we only able to achieve these numbers? through surprises eventually there's going to be no more surprises no eventually you can't rely on surprises eventually you can't rely on gimmick matches eventually you're going to have to only rely on the talent that you have and that's what you have to put out there every week this is where the character develop more character development comes in which i think aew does a good job of but i also think that it's more storytelling to a, a wider audience that they need to start tapping into aew has that you're a diehard aew fan right
2: sure yeah i love the yeah. product they you're
3: put gonna watch every single yeah. week aew is catering to you and every other fan just like you just like you're a metallica mark just like i'm a metallica mark yeah no matter what genre it is we're getting catered to but what the wwe does that i think aew should try to keep in mind is we need to cater to people outside of just the fan base and this is where well go ahead
2: Well, no, it's exactly within what line with what you're saying. It's not a problem, but it is a concern in terms of and, and this, isn't, this is kind of what you were talking about, Bully, um, in, in terms of development and, and, and looking towards the future, but in terms of how much longer can Tony Khan book essentially pay-per-views on Wednesday nights, right? Like, There's a reason Dynamite is winning Weekly Winner every single week, because Tony Khan is putting insane products and matches on Wednesdays for free, right? That's great. I love that as a fan, but I do wonder, that's something the that WWE does I mean, it's frustrating and it pisses me off and it has turned me off at different points throughout my fandom. But in terms of dangling the carrot, I do think AEW could do a little bit better of a job than that. Maybe not giving us everything in the first two years because, Bully, to your point, they are going to run out at some point.
3: You're going to eventually burn out gimmick matches, surprises. There's only so many surprises you can have. And like, if you're going to build up a surprise... You better deliver. And I'm not saying that AEW I'm, AEW doesn't deliver. I'm just saying, if you are going to, like, there's not a lot of other talent out there that would be some big surprise. I'm more surprised that, I'm not surprised about Cody, but I think it was a bigger shock that Cody left than Keith Lee came in. Yes, yes, 100%, 100%. Yes. Now, b- back to Keith Lee for a second. To refresh my memory, um, Ryan, was Keith Lee on... This week's show
2: was Keith. No, Keith was not on this show uh, on 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 uh, Wednesday night. Why? It's a fair question. Why would to ask. you if, if Keith Lee debuted two yeah. weeks ago? There, w- hey, when you talk about the tightening of the screws, there you go. There you go, Bully Ray. You can give you can give Dynamite your weekly winner, but you can also simultaneously ask, "Yo, where the hell was Keith Lee? This is a guy you made an investment in. This is a guy you told me that was worth my time." Similar to the the critique you gave of Jay White going over on Trent Beretta earlier, I, I, which I think is a fair critique. If you, if I saw
3: Keith Lee two weeks ago, whatever it was, was it three weeks yeah, ago? It was last Wednesday. February. What was it? February tenth.
2: No, it was. It was it was last not this just Wednesday we just had. It was two Wednesdays ago. So it was only last so
3: if you just brought Keith Lee in and the show did and show popped a rating. Yep. Listen, I could sit here and I say, Well, they popped a rating because of Keith Lee. All all right. Where was Keith Lee this week? Where's the follow-up on Keith Lee? If people were going crazy for Keith Lee because Keith Lee was treated so unfairly in the W this is what people are saying, not what I'm saying. People are saying, Oh, he was treated so unfairly and they ruined him, and this and that all of a sudden he debuts in AEW, the AEW fans love him. He has this great match. Yada, yada. Where was he? It's all about the follow-up. Keith Lee should have been on my TV set this week. Here's the issue. They have so much talent and not enough real estate. I would have personally liked to seen Keith Lee on the show this week. Yeah. Now I I, I, am I, am I, am I, am I, am I right? um, Ryan, are we, are we absolutely positive that Keith Lee, and I'm going to turn to guns and Ariel too, or the nation. There was no representation of Keith Lee on dynamite. No,
2: no, because there was the, the in-ring between hangman and uh, uh, Cole there was the vignette with Malachi Black. There were the matches we talked about. Um, Danielson and Moxley had that back and forth. I'm trying to think. He might have had. He might have cut a promo, uh, but I don't think so, Bully. I really don't think so. I'm trying to run through after the show. Obviously, after that you know, match it was a few days ago, but no, I don't think so. After the match, he had his debut match. I would have put him in the
3: ring with a microphone last week. Go. Here's your five minutes of promo. Go tell your story. For anybody who might not know you, go tell them who you are, yeah. and tell and 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 give me your uh, your directive here for AEW. Why you're here? Why this meant so much to you? I've already seen the 330 pound man move and do all his moves and all his stuff. Now I want to hear from him. This is the follow up, and the follow up well. is as important, if not more important, than the debut.
2: Well the good news is is we're going to be seeing Keith at Revolution when he squares off in that ladder match with well we got two other names added to that ladder match. Last night uh the one and only Powerhouse Willie Hobbs getting his uh rubber match victory over Dante Martin so he enters into this uh the Revolution ladder match along with the likes of Wardlow and Keith Lee. That's just right now Bully Ray. That's some uh that's some weight in that ladder match. <laughs> So um, people are chiming in right now because I knew they
3: would. Uh, Keith Lee was on his yeah. honeymoon this week. And then okay. one other person said Keith Lee, Keith Lee was on Dynamite this week. He had a backstage interview. You okay. being the Uber, you being the Uber AEW fan, you couldn't even remember it.
2: Well, we're also, we watch a lot of pro wrestling bully. That was like three days ago. You're asking me. But, what? <laughs> but, but, but if,
3: yeah. but you remembered so many other things from three days ago. Yeah. You know, so it's the follow up that matters. Like if, if you if you caught lightning in a bottle with a rating with Keith Lee and he had a great debut, I would have featured him the very next week in just as much of a of
2: a of a moment. That's that's all I have to say. Good stuff. What say you, Nation? Bully giving Dynamite his weekly winner. I'm going with Dynamite as well. 877 4893 877 Fight 93. We still got a full. Uh, uh, was what's just say Crown Jewel again. It's Elimination Chamber. We got a full Elimination Chamber. Picks and Predictions talk coming up as this hour comes to a close. We also got No Surrender coming up later tonight on Impact.
0: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156, the Busted Open Podcast.